Hi, I'm Jim Calloway. And I'm Sharon Nelson. This is the 53rd edition of the Digital Edge Lawyers and Technology. Today, our topic is the iPad for litigators. And our guest is Tom Mile, author of the book, iPad for Lawyers in One Hour, blogger at iPad for Lawyers, and current chair of the ABA Law Practice Management section. Welcome, Tom. Thanks, Jim and Sharon. Thanks for having me back. Tom, we're glad to have you back with us. Today, we're going to do something a little different. Jim has a blended role today, both as guest and co-host, and this is because what gave rise to, to this podcast was the huge interest in a webcast that ABA's Law Practice Management section in Aliaba produced with the two of you called iPad for Litigators. We wanted to share a few of your best tips with our podcast audience. So, Tom, were you surprised at the interest in using iPads in the courtroom? Well, yes, yes and no. We had done some previous programs last year on iPad and iPhone apps, and the response to that was really tremendous. So we thought that it would it would be good. I, I've noticed that my the sales of my book have been very good, and and lots of lots of interest in the iPad. But I, I we weren't really actually uh, uh, prepared for the amount. I mean, we we had for the very first session we had an audience of almost 600 back in January, and it caught us all a little by surprise. But I think that the session went really well. It was so good that uh, we, we had a replay of that that drew an additional nearly 300 people. Uh, and we're actually going to have another replay in March uh, to, uh, to listen to it to, so people can listen to it then. Uh, and already I understand that we have a, a healthy registration for that uh, webcast as well. I think one interesting aspect was that we were joined by Jamie Monkus. He's a trial lawyer with Hare, Wynn, Newell, and Newton in Birmingham, Alabama. He had recently used his iPad in a plaintiff's case where he had obtained a $37.5 million verdict in Alabama. He used the iPad to deliver the evidence to the jury. So that kind of verdict will certainly catch any uh, good plaintiff's litigator's attention. <laughs> yes, it absolutely will. Tom, Tom, why do you think using iPad in the courtroom has generated so much interest? You know, I think there's one basic reason, and, and I'm thinking back to my days in the law firm of when I used to go to trial and, and do trial technology with the lawyers. It's that traditionally trial technology is difficult. It's hard to for a lawyer to both manage and understand, and that's why when when I was practicing law and working in litigation support, I recommended that lawyers really don't do it themselves. And I think that the iPad fits a a niche here where lawyers can now in small cases, in hearings, I, I think in certain big cases, but you have to watch it with certain big cases with the number of documents and depositions, where lawyers can actually go to trial themselves and present this information in a way that uh, that is easy for them to handle, where if they're just a solo or small firm lawyer or they don't have the assistance, or it's something that they can, that they can then uh, use uh, easily that I think a jury and a judge is, I hate to say it's the, the wow factor or the cool factor, but I think that people respond well to see attorneys using technology in new and innovative ways, and, and I think that that's all combined to, to, to understand why lawyers are really interested in this subject. Yes, there's one particular piece of software, and we mentioned several trial presentation software applications, but the TrialPad is certainly a, a piece of software that any lawyer can figure out how to use in a short amount of time. It works with PDF files. And so basically, a lawyer can actually now, if there's a very few exhibits, 
go and be their own technician in court. And I think before that was just a, a fairly scary proposition. So it's the ease of use combined with the new software. And of course, there's new different types of applications coming out all the time for the iPad for lawyers now. Well, I've used it for for a time myself, and although not in the courtroom, I can vouch for its potential usefulness, although a lot of lawyers seem to own them without really knowing how to fully utilize them, and I think that's part of what drove such a large audience to, to your session. Let's talk about the beginning of a jury trial. Tom, can you talk about iPad apps that could be used for jury selection? You know what's interesting about the jury selection apps is that they really can provide a lot of help to lawyers in terms of both jury selection and and, and jury management. Uh, if you don't want to hire a trial consultant and it's that kind of case, there are actually apps that can help you with that. The, the problem is is that all of them require a a decent amount of, of data entry in order to use them properly. I re remember when I was going to trial, often I would not get the jury list until 10 minutes or 15 minutes before the jury pool came in the room, which is never enough time to get the information into the iPad apps. But but that said, if you've got the time and, uh, or the assistant who has the time or, or, or the, the energy to do this, there are a couple of apps that I think are really interesting. Uh, the one that I think is probably the easiest to use is one called iJuror, and it allows you to enter some basic information about them and then about the, the jury panel, and then you can, uh, you can, you can select information from an easy panel that shows their age range and whether they're married, whether they're divorced, how many kids they have, what their education level is, what their experience on juries happens to be. And then there are places where you can add information into that. It's a good app. It's, it's a very basic app, but I think it's probably the easiest to use. Two other apps that I think are really interesting are both uh, are called Jury Star and iJury. Both of those take a lot of data information in the entry. You, you're going to need to spend a lot of time entering that information in, but once you do it, I think it could make it very valuable because what what both of these apps allow you to do is uh, is rank the jurors based on answers to questions. You can import your Vordar questions in there, or I guess as people say outside of Texas, voir dire, but your, your <laughs> questions out, out, outside of, uh, out, you, can, you can import your questions into the app, and then when the jury panelists uh, answer them, you can, you can weight them or give them rankings that when you're done asking the questions, you should have a list of here are, here are the, uh, the jurors that I've answered the questions the best way. So two very, I think, interesting apps. One last app I want to mention very quickly is one called Jury tracker it's designed once you've seated the jury and it's actually your the, the the poor lawyers jury consultant app because it allows you to actually gauge and and note the reaction of jurors are they sleeping are they crying are they laughing are they plaintiff oriented defense oriented are they leaders or followers you can note all of these things but again i i truly recommend that you get an assistant to help with this because if you are doing this then you're not paying attention to the trial those are just some of the apps that that i'd recommend for jury selection well personally i don't have any experience with the jury selection apps but i'll just note that long before there were apps or a facebook trial lawyers have always liked or not liked certain prospective jurors so now they can just record those impressions in an app <laughs> Well, as we all know, much of the work in litigation is done before you ever get to the courthouse. So, Tom, what can you tell us about apps that can be used while taking a deposition? 
Well, a couple of different apps I think are useful for this. One of the ones that has been out the longest is called The Deponent, and it's from it's, it's developed by a friend of ours in the e-discovery world, Josh Gilliland. His company developed this app, and it is designed it, – it comes with pre-populated deposition questions, but you can enter your own. You can enter your own categories. It's designed to allow you to create a deposition outline quickly and easily based on the type of witness that you're going to be deposing. Once once you've entered the questions, you can you can then just select the, each question for each particular deposition and have that list ready for that witness. Even better, for each question that you've got, there's a there's a button where you can attach an exhibit to the question, so that when you're asking the question, you can just hit a button and the exhibit will pop up, and you're able to then show the witness the exhibit or just use it yourself as a reference. So it's a it's a good I think a, a very good basic deposition outline tool. Uh, another tool that is almost brand new that I really like is called Transcript Pad, and it's uh, the tool that you use once you've taken your depositions. Unfortunately, right now, it only works on text files for depositions. So if you get eTrans or PDF files of depositions, you're not going to be able to use it. You can only use this with text files. I'm hoping that... Uh, that the folks at Transcript Pad will will revise this in the coming months. But once you've entered or imported your text file deposition transcript, you can actually review the deposition and then code it. You can create your designations. You can say that uh, you can create designations for particular elements of the case or just for particular witnesses that you want to set up a designation and then share that with opposing counsel or the judge or both, you're then able to, uh, to once you've gone through on your iPad and made those designations, just click one button and you can send those designations by email or in a PDF file or just a text file if you want. And it makes it very simple to send those designations on to whoever needs to see them. I, I think those are two apps that are, are, are really good for, uh, for taking depositions. I think one of the most interesting things, Sharon and Tom, is how this new technology is going to evolve in ways that maybe we can't really anticipate now. A couple of bloggers, uh, uh, Rob Dean and, and Jeff Richardson, who blog a lot on the iPad, and, and we'll include links to their uh, blog posts in the show notes, combined to talk about the idea of using Google Maps during a deposition when a location is mentioned and then grabbing an image of it with Google Street View and then actually having the witness mark right on the Street View where somebody was located, where somebody was standing, save that, send it to the court reporter or the counsel. And, and then if later that witness decides to change their story, how valuable is it going to be to have the fact that they themselves marked on that picture uh, where the, the various <laughs> parties were located. So I think we're going to see more and more interesting and innovative ideas that maybe we haven't totally thought of yet. Well, you know, if you just look five years ago, I mean, we had no idea that any of this was coming. It really is remarkable how fast this world has changed. And, and speaking of change, I understand that by the time this podcast airs, the new iPad will very likely be on sale. Uh, as we record this, we don't know for sure if it'll be called the iPad 3 or the iPad 2S. Do either of you have any predictions? You know, I hate to make predictions. I generally wind up being wrong, and so I just decide not to even deal with that. What I have read, what I have seen, is that a, an updated iPad is due some point in time this spring. The, the current rumor says maybe an announcement will be made in early March, 
but I, what's going to be interesting is to see what the updates will be. The more that I hear, the more that I feel that the updates will sort of be like the the update to the new iPhone, which are um, you'll get the iPad will get a, a slightly better display, a little bit crisper resolution, and then it'll be faster. But I don't know that I've seen any new updates to the iPad that would that that would just be sort of that wow factor. I don't see that it's going to get Siri, or at least that hasn't. I haven't seen that on any of the rumor sites. But it, it, it's I think going to be interesting to see what they come up with. But my, my my best guess is we'll see something in the spring, and it'll be sort of an incremental improvement to the iPad, and and, and not really a revolutionary improvement. Jim, any predictions on your side? Well, of course, you and I don't have any inside information. We just read the trade press and and, and hope for the best. But I'm, I'm going to go out on a limb and say uh, something I haven't read much. I think it will include Siri. And uh, given Steve Jobs' recent death, the marketing people are probably going to push for it to be the three. So I'm going to say iPad 3S. <laughs> wow, okay. What about you, Sharon? You've got some good sources. Do you want to join in on the iPad prediction game? <laughs> well, it's also going to have a larger battery, which I think that that will make it uh, faster. Is that correct, John? No. It'll support the faster processor. See, uh, I'm, I'm smart, but just don't pay any attention to the man be- behind the curtain. <laughs> um, but my primary prediction about this new device is that it's going to mean more record-breaking audiences for you two when, when it comes out. And, and while we don't mean for this podcast to be a sales pitch, but if anyone listening decides that they'd like to hear the entire iPad for litigators program for CLE credit, can they still do that? Absolutely. The uh, webcast that we did will be available in the Aliaba archives. Uh, if you go to the Aliaba site and just do a search on iPad for litigators, you should be able to find it. We'll also make sure to put a link in the show notes here so that you can then uh, go and uh, take a look at that program whenever you have the time uh, and inclination. Well, as the Bar Association guy I employ, I guess I should note that not all states provide MCLE credit for listening to a previously recorded CLE program. But if you're in the states that do, or if you just want to learn more, certainly uh, visit the show. The link we'll post on the show notes. Uh, by the way, as a dispassionate reviewer, which I'm not, <laughs> the reviews were phenomenal. So it really is a good program. And even if you don't get CLE credit, I highly recommend listening to it. So do you guys have any final comments on the future of iPads in the courtroom? Well, my, my only comment is actually to add one more set of apps that, that people need to consider, and that's the, the actual trial presentation app. I, I think that, that Jim mentioned it before, that the app that, that Jamie Munkus, our co-presenter, used at trial is called Trial Pad. It's by the same folks who make Transcript Pad. It is, in our opinion, the best trial presentation app that's out there because it is the most powerful. It allows you to show the, uh, the PDF files and, and images and really any kind of documents you want to show as well as videos whether they're depositions or other uh, other types of videos but that that would cre- uh, complete sort of your package of of trial apps both from deposition to jury selection to uh, actual trial presentation it's really pretty amazing when you think about the ipad and tom and i both are kind of ipad fanatics but that you have something that's essentially the size of a legal pad that gives you complete internet access and all of these great apps uh, and and a lot of fun things like your music and books as well. So uh, my prediction is I can't really predict for sure what will happen, but I'd almost guarantee within the next year or so we're going to hear something real dramatic for the iPad that is going to have implications in the courtroom. 
Well, I tell you, Jim, after being both uh, the co-host and the guest, are you feeling schizophrenic? <laughs> Somewhat, but that's maybe normal. <laughs> I think it might be. Uh, Tom, we want to thank you so much for joining us. You're always great on this topic, so thanks for being our guest today. Absolutely. Thanks so much for having me. That's all, folks, for this edition of the Digital Edge Lawyers and Technology. Thanks for joining us. Goodbye, Miss Sharon. Happy trails, cowboy. <laughs>